avizandum. In Scots law, this term describes the careful consideration given by the judge before an important decision. Join me each week as we explore various topics from a spiritual perspective and take matters avizandum. Last Tuesday, April 25, was the second anniversary of the passing of our son, Christopher. As many of you may know, he died suddenly and unexpectedly. We had no time to prepare for his passing. One moment he was with us, the next moment he'd gone. Some of you understand the utter devastation, despair, pain and loss when a loved one dies. Our many friends and the congregation at Calvary Church where I serve offered words of scripture and comfort. They upheld us in prayer. But the dark reality was that as long as we lived, Christopher was gone from our lives. Life as we knew it would never be the same again. Several times a week, Christopher and I would talk on the phone. He, his wife, and three children would regularly come to our house or we would go to theirs. Once a year, we would have a family vacation at the beach. Now all of that was gone. I'd often read from 2 Samuel 18, David lamenting the death of his son Absalom. But now I heard the words with fresh poignancy. Oh, my son Absalom, my son Absalom, would I had died instead of you, O Absalom, my son, my son. But King David could not die for his son Absalom, and I could not die instead of my son Christopher. In the weeks that followed, in the grace of God, we were able to resume life and ministry, although I can now understand why some people retreat into a dark hole. Many people, particularly those who had had similar experiences, sympathized with us. Others merely said, I'm sorry for your loss, or I'm praying for you. Some sent cards, often with scripture written in them. Others, including some people we knew quite well, strangely said nothing at all. We sensed they didn't know what to say, or perhaps they thought we would burst into tears if they mentioned Christopher's name. Most of the time, Goodney and I were left with our private and lonely lament. I confess, I'm not very good at lamenting. It's not that I had not had previously experienced death of loved ones. The parents of Goodney and myself are with the Lord. Two of my brothers have died. Some of my closest friends and a host of brothers and sisters in Christ who are part of the church communities where we have served or are presently serving have died. As a pastor and a previous attorney, I knew death well. I've been at many deathbeds, prayed and wept with the bereaved. But none of that really prepared me for the passing of Christopher. We lamented. It may surprise you to know that there are quite a number of laments in Scripture. The book of Lamentations in the Old Testament is all about lamenting. Jeremiah writes of his soul being bowed down within him. Lamentations 3 verse 20. I found it helpful to turn to such Scriptures, to reflect that we were not the first to lament, to gain wisdom and strength from the Word of God, to understand that our God knows about suffering, lament, and death. In great love, our Heavenly Father did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, Paul writes in Romans 8. Our God knows about the death of a beloved Son. 
Psalm 77 is one of these psalms of lament. I cry aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I mourn. When I meditate, my spirit faints. It may seem strange that the psalmist didn't want to be comforted, but I understood. I know God heard my prayers. I know he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, who is the great comforter. But in one sense, I didn't want to be comforted. I wanted to lament. David uses the word moan in verse 3 of Psalm 77. It's a term used of the roaring of the sea in Psalm 46, verse 3. When I went into the hospital room where Christopher was, he died just a few minutes previously. As I reached out to him and realized he had died, I let out a long moan. The implications of his death overwhelmed me. A thousand thoughts went through my mind. Oh, Christopher, my son, my son. I was in turmoil, confusion, indescribable pain, and I let out a loud moan. But as the psalmist proceeds in Psalm 77, and as I worked through my grief, I found comfort from knowing that God is the God of deliverance, the God of salvation. As a little boy, my wife Goodney had the joy of leading Christopher to Christ. Like many young men, he had his ups and downs in his Christian life, but he never doubted his salvation. And it was a joy to see him maturing in his relationship with Christ. I knew that through the glorious redemptive work of my Lord Jesus Christ and my son's trust in him, Christopher was safe. We would see him again. I pictured walking with him on a Scottish island in the Millennial Kingdom. He loved all things Scottish. I still lament, and I still mourn his passing. I miss him every hour of the day, but it is well with his soul. And I give praise to our great God for that matchless, eternal salvation, which takes sinful people like John Monroe and Christopher Monroe and washes us in the blood of Jesus Christ and clothes us with the perfect righteousness of our Savior, all of his grace. In the Old Testament book of Lamentations, God gives us this great promise. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. That's Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. John Donne, the English poet who died in 1631, writes, Death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou thinkest thou dost overthrow, die not, poor death, nor yet canst thou kill me. One short sleep past, we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. Avizendum. You're listening to the weekly Avizandum podcast from The Verdict, featuring Pastor John Monroe. John is senior pastor at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Listen to John's daily program, The Verdict, on broadcast radio or major podcast platforms. For more information about The Verdict ministry, visit us online 
at calvarychurch.com slash the verdict.